Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Thank you. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. Yeah, and James, our last two episodes, as soon as I got them put to bed and set to publish, the Buccaneers did something that either made the news incomplete or old. So I'm sure that after we do this episode and, I, and we put it all to bed, uh, something's going to happen to mess up our entire roster exercise. But that's what we're going to do today. We're going to complete the roster exercise that I started yesterday. If you're not up to date on that, check out yesterday's episode. I went through and basically kind of pigeonholed uh, almost all of the 53 available active slots for the opening day Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. I know we're in May, but because of the talent that this team has brought back, we pretty much went through and already were able to label a lot of them. James is going to either agree or disagree with some of those names here. And then we're going to flesh out the remaining roster spots as best as we can predict right now from the other players that aren't already holding spots. But first, James, we got to talk about a guy who's not currently holding a roster spot with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is wide receiver Antonio Brown. And we found out finally after days and days of no speculation and no rumors why Antonio Brown is not currently on the roster. Yeah, he uh, Bruce Arians did an interview with Pewter Report on the Pewter Report podcast, and it turns out that Antonio Brown had a scope done on when or on Tuesday on his knee, and so he cannot sign the contract until he passes the physical following that minor knee procedure. Nothing to be concerned about. No major damage. Nothing like that. Just kind of a you know, as routine of a procedure as you're going to get in the NFL. But Bruce Arian said on that Pewter Report podcast, quote, he has to pass the physical. Hopefully we'll have a scope on Tuesday. He's getting his knee cleaned up and everything will work out fine. We wanted AB back. He was a model citizen the whole time he's been here and we wanted him back. He's never had surgery in his life. So it's just a matter of getting the physical done. Yeah, I've wanted him back the whole time. So we kind of discussed it that, you know, the deal hadn't been done. It hadn't been officially signed. We can talk about it because there was an agreement made. But as you had pointed out, until Penn is put to paper, nothing is officially done. We now have an answer as to why it hasn't been officially done. So Antonio Brown is going to be on the roster, not going to be any kind of problem there. If he doesn't pass the physical, they'll probably just give him a little bit more time, do the physical again, and then he'll still be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take him very long, you know, in 2020 to catch up and to get up to speed and to kind of show flashes of the old AB on, on the football field. So, I mean, if he's not able to practice or really work out till like August, I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. But James, I mean, what a, what a difference a year makes. This time last year, if Antonio Brown's name was even being brought up, not just on this show, but really on, on most shows or football conversations, most people would have said they didn't care if they ever saw Antonio Brown play football again. And some people would even say that he lost the, the privilege of playing football and, and shouldn't. And, you know, some of those people might still feel that way. And that's a discussion uh, that is way too deep and too long to have on this show. But now here we are in 2021 and we're telling people 
that they can, you know, nobody's really freaking out anyway, but that there's no concern. Don't worry. AB is going to be just fine. He'll be back for the 21 season, 2021 season. So, I mean, it's just, it's just weird how much can happen in in just the span of a calendar year. I mean, I, I guess COVID can tell us that too. So uh, just interesting to hear Bruce Arians finally one, get asked about it and two have an answer for it. And, and so freely come up with the answer. So again, um, he, he's got some off-field issues still ongoing. We talked about that. He's already served a punishment for that. So that really shouldn't be a, a concern either as long as nothing new comes out of that civil you know, litigation. If something new comes out, then maybe you know there's, there's a new discussion to be had. But generally speaking, once a player is punished, uh, they've been punished and he served his time. So yeah, AB, don't worry. Antonio Brown will be back for the 2021 NFL season. James, we're going to go ahead and move into our first break, though. Give you plenty of time to shoot down all of my roster moves. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends from rockauto.com who remind you that one good reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then spend on travel arrangements, $1,000 tickets, $4,000 tickets to go see Tom Brady defeat the New England Patriots because you have way too much money and I have a Venmo that you can send some of that to. But if you have car repairs that you need to make, don't go to chain stores. They have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. While rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for all your body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Second two now, Locked On Bucks podcast on this Thursday episode, James Jarko and David Harrison coming at you on Twitter. Find James at jarko underscore bucks, find me at dharrison82, find the show at Locked On Bucks. James, before we get to your dismantling of my roster construction exercise, uh, the Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans are planning on having joint practices. So hallelujah for that. Not only are we potentially, are we you know, expecting to get preseason games back, hopefully a full training camp and joint practices, which Bruce has talked about before, are the most important parts of training camp. Yeah, I, I love the joint practices. Those are those are always phenomenal. And hopefully we'll be down there for those joint practices if they're in Tampa. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's really a great idea for both sides, as long as you don't have the tempers flaring up and, and guys really trying to stick it to one another, because it does give you an opportunity to kind of work with another team. You guys get sick of hitting their own teammates over and over. And then you do start to see the tempers flare. So I, I love joint practices, man. They're, they're the best part of training camp. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got to be at training camp uh, for joint practice week against the Miami dolphins. A couple of years ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. Josh Rosen was still a Dolphin. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mika Fitzpatrick was still a Dolphin. Um, I got this really amazing clip recorded, James, of Chris Godwin just absolutely beating Xavier Howard on a wide receiver drill. Tweeted it out. It got like 100 views while Trevor Sikama, who was standing right next to me, got the same video and it got like a million. So, you know. That's justice. That's just how it works. Anyway, it's Trevor Sikkim. I can't really get mad, right? But yeah, joint practices are amazing. They're always entertaining. And I mean, I don't know who doesn't want to see Derrick Henry go up against his Buccaneers run defense. I mean, that's that's going to be amazing. You're going to see it in the practices and you'll get to see it in the game. I don't know how much you'll get to see it in the game and even, like you said, how full speed they'll be going. But it's good news to hear Bruce Arians again 
on the Peter Report podcast talking about joint practices coming back, just more signs that everything is getting back to normal. And James, we have had some discussions with with WTSP about having a locked on bucks week down there at training camp. So that seems like a really good week to do it. Yeah, I uh, I can't disagree there. We need to reach out to uh to our friends over at WTSP and say, hey, about that uh, locked on week at training camp, why don't we go ahead and pencil that in for the week that the Titans are in town. But David, let's go ahead and move on to your roster exercise where you you threw some shade my way on yesterday's episode. And uh not 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 quite sure I deserved it, but I'm not gonna make you out to be a liar. We are gonna go through this and um Look, I hate the record predictions. I don't mind the roster predictions. I don't know where that impression came from. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the the day the schedule comes out, record predictions going down the line, picking wins and losses. But this is a fun little exercise. I like what you're doing here. We can kind of get in early, talk about how we see the roster shaping out and kind of, you know, two months from now at Locked On Week at training camp, we could talk about, you know, how close we were, how far off we were, some guys that kind of rise above and, and you get that competition because you're right. There are only about eight spots that all of these guys are competing for. And believe it or not, I'm going to assume that you're not going to believe it, but you were going down the roster, offense and defense, and there was only one player that you put in there that I kind of winced and went, eh, I don't know if I would mark him as a priority backup, but other than one player who we're going to get to in the next segment, I thought all of your takes were spot on. Mm, mm, somebody messed up. You did something wrong somewhere and you're preemptively striking my anger to try to make me happy. So that when <laughs> I find out about whatever it is that I'm not as mad, it's not going to work, sir, but let's start offense. Let's start offensive line. Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, assuming he's fully healthy, Tristan worse. Obviously, no brainers. Aaron Sidney, Robert Hainsey, priority backups, seven spots to the offensive line. I mean, if you have any takes, give your takes. But like you said, you pretty much agree with everything I said because I'm the smartest guy that I know. So what are your thoughts on that offensive line group? Is there another guy that you think should be one of those 80% or better guys that I, that kind of is the criteria I use to go ahead and pre-fill out this roster? No, no, I thought you nailed it on that one. You have the starters in there. I agree. Alex Kappa is the starter as long as he is fully healthy. Robert Hainsey, they spent a day two pick on. He's a versatile backup. I think he is a priority for them because he he is so versatile. Aaron Stinney stepped in in the postseason, played phenomenally. He is a priority backup. And yeah, nine offensive linemen took snaps. You have seven listed. Well, the other two, one is no longer on the team and the other is a coach on the team. So- yeah. You know, you you kind of have that that built in there. So yeah, I have I have zero disagreements with with the offensive line and who you marked as as your priority backups. Awesome. And then going to the quarterback. So obviously Tom Brady is a starter. No need to get funny there. I have Blaine Gabbard and Kyle Trask. Now that this is the conversation I think is going to come up a lot during the preseason, and especially as these backup quarterbacks get snaps, is is this the end of Ryan Griffin? Because I mean, the more that the NFL returns to normal. You know, they had, they had, first of all, they had rookie mini camps. They're getting, they're having OTAs. Uh, they, they have tryout players into the building. You know what I mean? Like things are going back to normal. Full training camps are expected. Joint practices are back on. Like the more that that happens, the less likely the NFL is to extend some of the special circumstances they gave teams like last year. And even, even with that, Ryan Griffin, you know, probably doesn't really qualify for that kind of stuff anyway. So you're not putting Kyle Trask on the practice squad because you're not hiding a second round quarterback, even if he should have been a third round quarterback, whatever on the practice squad without getting poached. 
Tom Brady is Tom Brady. So really it's, it's Blaine or it's Ryan. I put Blaine in there. What are your thoughts about that conversation? I think you're right again. Uh, you, if you didn't want to bring back Blaine Gabbard, if you didn't plan on having him on the 53 man roster, you don't re-sign him after you've already drafted Kyle Trask. So you're not going to be able to hide Trask on the practice squad. You're not going to hide a second round pick on the practice squad. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Greg Allman of The Athletic has said that numerous times to people that have brought that up. So, yeah, this might be the end of the road for, you know, the guy, if I could trade places with any person, you know, hmm. on earth, it would probably be Ryan Griffin because he's making millions of dollars and, you know, <laughs> He's he's not going to deal with all the physical injuries of an NFL player, even though he got to live that NFL life for a real yeah. long time. So, again, I agree with you 100 percent on that one. Yeah, Ryan Griffin's going to be like the healthiest Super Bowl champion career ever. quarterback ever when he retires. It's it's amazing. And, and I'm happy for him. Uh, go to the running back group. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn. I think that's pretty easy to, 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 to dissect. Uh, the question that I struggled with, which you heard me you know, struggle with it as you listen to the episode yourself. Rojo or Leonard, who who do you think entering 2021 is the favorite to be the starting back? I think it's still Ronald Jones for the exact reason that you said. He was the leading rusher on the team last year. He was the starter. And if Ronald Jones is healthy the last two weeks of the regular season and heading into the postseason, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, that may never happen. Because Ronald Jones was their guy. So I, I do feel it's very much a 1A, 1B situation. We can call them both starters. But you know, I think Ronald Jones is still the primary back. I think last year he showed that he he not only deserved that role, but he earned it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's been talked about since the end of the season. I mean, there was a point in there where you know, Leonard Fournette in this franchise essentially came to a crossroads and it almost, you know, uh was was the end of the road. And who knows what would have happened. Uh, in that postseason as Ronald Jones dealt with his situations, if Keyshawn Vaughn or, or Shady McCoy, for for heaven's sake, would have been leaned on to kind of be the hero of the postseason. Not sure not sure how that would have went down, but uh, fortunately that's not a reality we all have to deal with. Tight end position, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard coming back strong, hopefully. I mean, Bruce Arians says he sees him in the building every day working out, looks good. Cam Brait uh, coming back. And then I got Tanner Hudson as that number four guy, I think that's a pretty fair fit. But my question really for you, James, first of all, what do you think about that four, that four man group there? My thoughts, my assertions that if you're still a primarily 12 personnel offense, which is what BA said last year before OJ got hurt, that you have to carry four tight ends minimum into, into the regular season. And then is it Rob Gronkowski, then OJ Howard, or is it OJ Howard, then Rob Gronkowski? Well, starting off last year, it was O.J. Howard and then Rob Gronkowski. Now, Gronk was still getting acclimated to the offense, still getting acclimated to the team. So we might see a little bit of a shift there, but I think the versatility and the, and the speed and the athleticism that O.J. Howard brings still may create the – or not create, but it still may lead to him being the top guy, whereas Gronk would be more of the red zone guy, maybe more of the third down guy. Um yeah. I, I agree with the four that you have. You can make a case for Cody McElroy. He has mm -hmm. played really well. He could take over for Tanner Hudson. We talked about it when the Bucks signed Jarrell Adams, the tight end. He may, you know, he spent the last two years on practice squads. He'll probably end up on the practice squad in Tampa Bay as well. But yeah, I, I would say the four that we're, we're most likely going to end up with are Gronk, OJ, Brait, and Tanner. Yeah, and then moving on to wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, B.A. literally saying Mike is Mike and Chris is Chris, so no explanations needed there. Antonio Brown 
coming back once he's got a clean bill of health. Scotty Miller, uh, the Packers slayer, obviously coming back. Tyler Johnson, I think, more than earned his right to be on the active roster. Justin Watson's kind of the get odd man out. And yeah. again, going back to that Peter Report podcast appearance by BA, he talked about Justin and said, you know, this is how deep this roster is. Is Justin was one of our best special teams players, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, but we still couldn't get him suited up there down the final stretch because of how talented we are. So I think these five guys kind of eat up the majority of the slots, if not all the slots on the active roster, at least on the active game day roster. Maybe we can fit a sixth in on the 53. But what do you think about that group? I mean, yeah, you can't you, you can't argue with these these five guys. No, this is the biggest slam dunk, slam dunk position group that that the Bucks have as far as who are the for sure five that are going to make it. And yeah, I feel bad for Justin Watson, but you know, maybe a little tease as we head into break number 2. I can't find a spot for Watson on the 53 at all. Mm. Mm, mm. So we're going to get into that in our final segment of today's episode, and we're going to get into the defensive reactions real quick, but we're going to do so after we hear from our friends at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Plenty of things going on. Playoff hockey is going on. Playoff basketball is kind of happening with the play-in tournament, but then the end of the week, playoff basketball really gets going. Baseball is still happening. They have a playoff coming, I think, in like three months or something. The baseball season is way too long. Anyway, UFC MMA action coming from time to time before the next pitch, puck drop, tip off, whatever it is, go to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now using that laptop or mobile device. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And you know from listening to the show that David and I are passionate about how much we love Built Bar. For those of you that haven't tried it, there are some amazing flavors out there. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. You know David and I are big fans of the peanut butter brownie and the mint brownie. If you haven't tried them, you can get a mix box and you will get two of each of those flavors to figure out which one is your favorite. And of course, Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will receive 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison from BucksNation.com. And, of course, you can also check out some of our written material over at WTSP.com with our friends over there at 10 Tampa Bay. David, let's go ahead and run through this defense real quick and then try to figure out who these last eight spots are going to go to. But, of course, you had Indomitian Sue, Vita Vea, Will Golston, as the primary defensive lineman, Steve McClendon and Nacho as your priority backups. Again, I have I have no issue with any of these. I think it's pretty much uh, straightforward slam dunk. Again, almost as much of a sure thing as the wide receivers. I I couldn't find any any issues with that linebacker group. This is always fun because there's a billion <laughs> of them, but you have eight of them listed here. Ten of them took snaps. Last season, but of course, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Levante, JPP, no doubt. Those are your starters. Your priority backups, you had Joe Tryon. Again, first-round pick, slam dunk, no doubt. Kevin Minter, who has played extremely well. Anthony Nelson. And then you have K.J. Britt, 
yeah. as a priority backup. And I'm going to disagree with that one, yeah. but I can understand the, the thought process behind it. I think KJ Britt has kind of an uphill battle to make sure that he makes the team. So I wouldn't put him as a priority, but I would say he's got a good shot at making the roster. So moving on uh corner, you have, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting again. Those are no doubters, no priority backups in that one. So you just take three away from the 53 man on uh, on that. And then finally, safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead, Mike Edwards. Again, the usual suspects, no argument for me on those. And uh, that's where you have eight or, in my case, or nine slots available for the remaining 53-man roster. Now, I will still pencil in K.J. Britt as making the roster. I just don't particularly view him as a priority at this stage of the juncture. Right. He's not like 80% or better chance of making the roster, which is the criteria right. that I use. And I even said on yesterday that like I put him kind of like right there at the 80. And in fact, it actually might be like, 79.96% chance, but then you round up. So the math makes it 80. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I totally get that. So we're going to add KJ Britt there uh, as either your either He either is he's the ninth guy or the eighth guy, depending on how uh, you, you look at it. But we're going to add KJ Britt in there and I'm writing these down so that we can keep the receipts. Uh, and James, so we have eight slots left. I think you have to start the cornerback position, right? So like you mentioned, Absolutely. like you pointed out, I only got three guys. I got Carlton, Jamel, Sean Murphy, Bunting. I didn't identify any priority backups because I feel like this is the position group where we get the most uh, competition. So for the interest of time, because we don't have a full episode to talk about all the corners, we'll dive deeper into these position battles as we go. I'm going to let you kind of draft the first cornerback to join those three uh, starters, as I'm going to call them. Uh, it's Ross Cockrell for me. He was the, when, when I sat down to write the, the fill in the eight remaining roster spots, Ross Cockrell was the first guy that I wrote down. I think he showed enough last year and, and he showed enough flashes to say that he's going to be on this team. They can rely on him. If he does have to fill in, we saw him get some playing time down the stretch in the postseason. I think he's, he's a pretty solid bet to make the team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that pick. And I suppose we could probably go with the fifth. I don't, I, and again, I, I wanted to kind I, of go back and maybe see if, uh, if we could see how many they carried into the opening week of the regular season last year. But right now, let's stick with four. We've got Ross Cockrell. Let's look at other parts of the roster here. I mean, we got three safeties there. We've got five defensive linemen. Maybe we could add another guy there. I think we got to go with the offensive line. I think we already have seven identified. But do you think they only carry two backups into the regular season? The only other offensive lineman that I wrote down to go on this roster is Josh Wells. Yeah. The offensive tackle. He was the guy that stood out to me. I think you have enough versatility there with Hainsey and with, with Stinney. And I think if you carry a backup tackle, that's probably the direction they're going to go in. But you have that Swiss Army knife guy in Hainsey that can fill in anywhere, which might allow the Bucks to stash another offensive lineman on the practice squad, but only have to carry one fewer than most other teams, you know, on the 53-man roster. All right, so we got six more spots available on the roster after the addition of Josh Wells. Where do you want to go next? 
let's go to the wide receiver group because okay. I do I do have one down. We have the five. We know the five, and I told you in segment two, I don't see a spot for Justin Watson on the 53-man roster, right. and that's because I'm putting Jalen Darden in the 53-man. They drafted him. Okay. They traded up. Yeah. to draft him for a reason. And he it's primarily for special teams. It's for his speed, his agility in the return game, but that's going to be the sixth wide receiver that the Bucks end up carrying because he will play such a pivotal role in the special teams game. And that's where I think Watson ends up the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening. And Jalen Darden actually signing uh, his contract, his rookie contract with the Buccaneers on Wednesday, uh, a guy that they definitely see some value in. And if he can show that value in training camp preseason, uh, and all that stuff, then he definitely could secure himself a spot. Maybe the end of Jaden Mickens for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we got five slots left. I think now let's go back to the cornerback group. I think we can add another cornerback there. So let's go back to that group, James. And I let you pick the first one. So I think I'm going to come here and uh, I'm re I'm really torn in, until I see like Antonio Hamilton kind of play some more. I think he's kind of a dark horse here, especially with his gunner experience. I'm going to go ahead and go with. Chris Wilcox. And I, I, I kind of want to go with Herb Miller. I'm going to go Chris Wilcox again, a draft pick. I think those guys kind of get a little bit of benefit of the doubt, a benefit of the doubt. But I also think that he actually has a fighting chance of making the roster just from his raw athletic ability. And the fact that they're not going to need him to contribute defensively. He's kind of like your new Ryan Smith. Yeah. And, and I wrote down Antonio Hamilton, but to me it was between Hamilton and Wilcox. So you yeah. and I are kind of on the same page there. I do think that again, special teams is going to play a huge, huge role and whichever one of these corners shines the brightest on the, you know, as a gunner in the special teams game is going to be the one to edge out the others to make the roster. I give that edge to Antonio Hamilton, but you're right. We need to see how he plays with the bucks as opposed to what he has done in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's turn our attention to the safety position. Right now we've got three safeties. I mean, you could carry three safeties. Do, do we think we need to add a fourth, or do you think that uh, uh, that we can move on? I do have a fourth written down. Okay, uh, who do you got? I, I went with, with Hagen. Javon okay. Hagen out of Ohio. Shout out Athens. Shout out Joe Burrow. He was on the roster you know, in the postseason. He's shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can play. He does add some value on special teams. I think he's the guy that has kind of earned that spot already unless someone comes in and just blows the coaching staff away. I think Hagen ends up making the 53. All right, so we got three slots left. I only want to fill two, so we got to do that somewhat quickly because I have something for the last spot that I'm going to spring on you. You don't even know it's coming, and we're going to talk about this next week, but I also want to see if there's some uh, outside influence from our listeners there. So where do we want to throw these other two roster spots on? Do we want to add another wide receiver? Maybe this is where Justin uh, Justin Watson gets in. Defensive line, do you think we need to add to the defensive line? We've got five guys. Do you want to carry a sixth? I tell you what, I have three positions written down left that I have filled. And it's defensive line, outside linebacker, and inside linebacker. Nice. I like outside and D-line. Okay, I'll give you my outside linebacker. You can give me a defensive lineman if you want. I think Patrick O'Connor's back. Okay. I, I think that's, that's another one that you can not quite sharpie it in, but probably pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I like Patrick. I, I think I, I like where you're going there. If I have one outside linebacker to choose from, <clears throat> is it Quentin Bell or is it Cam Gill? Which one, which one do you think it is? 
I would guess probably Cam Gill. That's where I was leaning. I mean, I think you could go either way there, but I like Cam Gill. Um, it, it's depth. It's special teams. It's a guy running down the field on kickoff, stuff like that. But I think Cam Gill's name is just, it's kind of one that, that seems to resonate more with the Buccaneers franchise at this point in time. So that leaves us one spot, James. And here's where I want to go with this. And this is a free agent edition. Like, we, like I talked about yesterday, the Buccaneers have 88 spots filled right now, 89 with Antonio Brown, which means they have room. They have room and the cap doesn't matter. Now it matters a little bit. You can't go out and, and sign like unretired Brett Favre or something crazy. But here's what I would like to do. I want to come back Monday and talk about a free agent that's still available out there that we think the Buccaneers could potentially add, not from necessarily a realistic standpoint, but more for it's off season. Let's speculate. Let's talk a little bit. Let's ideate. What do you think about that idea? I like it because this time last year, we weren't talking about Leonard Fournette being on the roster. That was not a thing that was happening. You have these teams that have to make cuts, and there's going to be good players available. The Bucs might be able to find themselves an inexpensive veteran presence that can add to the team, and they're going to need a spot for that. I like the idea. Absolutely. So let's do that. So Bucks Nation, you're out there listening. You have till Sunday, about 3 o'clock Eastern time. If you want to give an idea of an available free agent right now, out there that you think the Buccaneers might be able to go add to add to this roster that actually has a fighting chance of making the final route or the initial 53 man roster shoot that over to us and then all the normal ways that James is going to wrap or is going to throw out at you as he wraps this episode all right of course you can check out everything that David and I are doing over at bucksnation.com and at wtsp.com you can follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks at d harrison eighty two and at bucks underscore nation. Send us your choices on the voicemail line at eight one three four 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 five eight four one, or you can send us in a voice memo or an email to locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com. Now that you're done with this show, make sure that you are getting more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and get good to each other in no holes.